What up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Gen Podcast. This is your host, Gilbert Sanchez. Twitter, Instagram, Gilbert Sanchez without the E in my last name. You can find me at. But if this is your first time here, I just want to say I appreciate you clicking on the link, listening on podcast platforms. On this um, actual platform, this actual podcast, pretty much we're based in San Antonio, Texas. I like to have guests on, interview guests that are doing big things around the city. Um, I said it in a podcast a couple, a couple podcasts ago that San Antonio is definitely underrated when it comes to cities in Texas. So it's, uh, it's, it's a little weird when you, when you get to this kind of space of creativity, cause I definitely think it's, um, it's looked down upon. So that's my thing. This is this p- platform just shining light on people, uh, that are doing big things in this actual creative space, whether if it's clothing brands, which we're going to get into. Uh, and uh, garage gyms, freaking just painters. I mean, I've had so many people on here that are just doing amazing things, and it's pretty cool to see them come on here and have their story and everything they're about and their whole background. So it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a pretty cool kind of time, but um, I just want to say I appreciate you. If you listen to episode 54, I think, with Stephanie Waters, I appreciate that. That one was a wild one. Very, very controversial. Whenever it came to uh, my unpopular opinions, especially the last one, I got uh, so many DMs about the last one. So I appreciate you. If you didn't agree with me, cool. If not, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all love on my end. But man, we'll get right into it. I got, can I say your first name? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. What, would, what do people call you? Uh, Henry. Oh, okay. You Henry. don't have like a nickname or like. Yo Sneaks, Sneaks, it depends. So we'll, we'll, we'll go with Yo Sneaks. <laughs> but, his, but his first name is Henry. Um, and I just want to touch on that because I was saying off air, just, um, I don't know, man. I'll be, it's Henry, when you think of a Henry, it's like a white name. <laughs> not, to, not to be disrespectful to you, but it's just, it's just funny on my end. So it just caught me off guard um, whenever, like I said, whenever I was, I was uh, voting for you. But um, yeah, so uh, Yo Sneaks, uh, he has a clothing brand, which we'll get into. And uh, I first want to start off with the kind of connection we came about as far as like how, why, how you're here, why you're here. So we have a, a mutual friend named Ron. So again, shout, shout out, out to Ron. Ron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out to Ron one more time. He's, uh, he's man, he's someone else. He's not, not someone else. He's something else because... His work ethic is 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 crazy. That's it's a whole different story. But um, yeah, I've I've just a little backstory, bro. I've known Ron for shit, damn near like four years now. Oh yeah. Uh, well, five years. I've met him in 2017. Uh, we worked at uh, Apple retail store at La Cantera <laughs> for about two hours. I'm mean, two hours. Holy shit. <laughs> for about two years. Uh, and he was probably the first, not probably he was the first person to show me the ropes around the whole store. So he was like your. Uh, hiring connector. Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird because he. I think he had been there maybe a year, a year and a half, two years. I, I, just, I don't remember. And he was a uh, the person that kind of just showed me the ropes as far as how to talk to people, uh, where different products was, product knowledge. Because I mean, when you work at Apple, is a whole different side of world that you that you yeah. just most people don't know. So it's a little different. And I'm not gonna lie, I was a little intimidated and, and shy, and just communication skills weren't fucking there, but. Uh, yeah, that's kind of just the whole basis on Ron. And then um, I know you had said you've known Ron for about a year now. So yeah. take me through that as far as like what connections <laughs> or like networking came about when we're meeting this guy. <laughs> so actually, it, it's, it's really funny because me, uh, I met Ron through another friend, um, actually my business partner. And Ron was doing what Ron does. He was trying to sell him a website. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but... Uh, what at the time what we were doing was putting our brands together. So um, even though we are going to talk about it in a little bit um, outside of the clothing uh, aspect, I also do like graphic design, business, um, business stuff, Mm -hmm. um, video production, marketing, and, and that jazz. And our goal was to bring everything together and package it, sell it to businesses. So when we first met, um, the idea was if we can bring Ron on to like help us figure out uh, the website situation and how to manage that or navigate that with our customers. And then we was like, 
well, we can actually you we could actually all use each other as you yeah, know yeah. a way to um, to move and connect. And then I just you know I rock with Ron. Ron is Ron is a really funny dude. So like when we would have our business meetings, we would kick it, and I was like, man, I'm really trying to redevelop my website personally, and I'm gonna put it in your hands. Let's get this shit rocking. So um, I've known him since then. And you know he's a real cool dude. Yeah, he's man. Sometimes he comes out with these like dad jokes that are take you a minute or two to <laughs> to like get to get on the the program with, and it's just, it's just hilarious sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, he's a he's a dope dude when it comes to websites. He kind of um, he made my podcast website. It's a one page website, but it, he it, as little or as simple as it looks, there's a, there's a, kind of a bit of stuff when going into a website that I had no idea what I was doing. So. It was just cool to kind of dish it off to him and then him coming back with the the, the final product and just showing me, actually showing me the ways and what I have to change with mm-hmm. new information. So it was, it was a pretty cool uh, thing to see. But um, man, I just, we'll get right into the actual clothing brand um, that you actually have. So when you see nowadays, everybody has a clothing brand yeah. or everybody wants to start one, which is cool. And I always say people, there's a lot more people that don't want to start clothing brands that do um like the ratio is huge and i've i've done a little bit of research on clothing brands um clothing brands i think are always going to be in just in um how do i say this demand yeah in demand just because there's eight billion people on this world not to say that you're going to be have everybody on this fucking world wear your brand but like i said there's more people that are don't have a clothing brand than that do or sell products so with uh, what made you start this whole clothing brand process? Well, so my story kind of starts at, in a completely different avenue. So initially, my my brand is um, I Heart Yo Sneaks. My company is Yo Sneaks. So out of Yo Sneaks, I do a lot of different avenues. I have Yo Sneak Peaks where I do like the video production, the marketing, and blah, blah, blah. I also have um, uh, I Heart Yo Sneaks, which is my nonprofit. And that was the lane that my clothing brand started because um, when I started um, I Heart Your Sneaks, I was in college. Um, it was just a way for me to get the homies together, collect sneakers, clean them up, and then we distribute them out to the kids in our neighborhood. Kind of rolled into like this organization where we were able to bring people in to help us volunteer, um, do like outsourcing, go go everywhere. Um, just to help out and help out different communities and try to build a relationship. But how we started it was I had to kind of finagle my friends or trick my friends. I was like, look, um, I design you this T-shirt and I'll exchange this T-shirt for a pair of shoes that you have. Ah, I got you. So we did the switch and everybody was rocking with the the idea of bringing me a pair of shoes for a T-shirt. I was in the beginning stages of trying to like create uh, t-shirt, a uh, t-shirt brand, but I was also like trying to figure out the whole graphic design avenue, how to sell, how to run a business in that aspect, and that was a way for me to combine everything. Um, so we, I did that, and at my college, uh, went to grad school, and took it. Uh, I kind of like stepped away from it and let like the little homies like handle everything, uh, build their network, and see like what would it look like if I wasn't there anymore. And then uh, once I realized that was working, I brought it back home with me. Um, it got to the it got to the point where we were able to put on a whole bunch of different um, programs and events and stuff like that. But I was broke. <laughs> I was like, "All right, I got to figure out how I can live and fund this at the same time." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. Um, at the same time, I'm going to like business mentors and stuff like that and like tr- just trying to grow, learning the process. So my whole business knowledge of like starting it was trying to run a nonprofit. And so in that aspect, I was like, well, I need something separate to create revenue so that I can fund it. And rather than calling both products, um, I Heart Your Sneaks, I was like, well, this is the brand that I'm going to be selling. I want to live it. And that's where the idea of lifestyle came from. So 
I started calling it lifestyle. I started introducing my friends. I was like, look, this is lifestyle. This is different from I Hire Your Sneaks, but it helps fund it. I want everything to work together. So um, when I built it, the idea is I want to have my structure of the nonprofit to where that I can help the community, bring the community together, do things to um, grow, but I also want to style it with some dope ass shit. But because I also do film, I want to film the process. I want to like, you know, showcase that um, I am the greatest multitasker. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know I'm bro, there is so many questions I have because you just went into depth about, <laughs> I didn't realize how, how deep it is and not to, no offense to you, but um, you have a couple of huge things on your plate, which are, is most people don't have. So uh, before I even say anything, shout out to you, bro, because that is, uh, like I said, that's a lot of things going on in one person's life that is, uh, like I said, most people don't have and most people can actually do. But the first question I have is nonprofit. Um, mm-hmm. The whole reason behind the uh, nonprofit is what reason would you say? Like taking um, these sneakers and giving them, um, I just want to hear your your views on it. But well, so initially, I wanted to give back to the community in a way that I thought was something that was in my character. You know, I can join the Boys and Girls Club, I can join a church, I can do like a lot of different things. But I'm like, eh, that's not my. That's really not my lane. And the beauty behind it is like I found sneakers and something that I was passionate about. But, uh, ironically, so college, I'm like this huge sneakerhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes. A huge sneakerhead, working in a shoe store. You know, I get every single shoe that comes out at that point. And, you know, it's like my persona at, the, at that moment. So, you know, I'm big and boastful. And then somebody stole all my shoes. Oh shit! Yes, like broke into. I, I was moving apartments, and somebody broke into my car and stole all of my shoes. Damn. That so, is... but from 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 that point, I had like a come to Jesus type moment. It was like, well, am I still a sneakerhead? Like, I, you know, I could, it was it did a sneakerhead mean like owning three hundred pairs of shoes, or is it like passion? And what mm-hmm. is passion? So uh, I started diving, as a filmmaker, I started diving into the aspect of storytelling and how to build a story and how to like bring things together that make sense for me. So it was like, well, I give back anyway, so let's give away some shoes. How yeah. would that look? And the, the, I mean, I'm sure you can attest to this, even when you're maybe younger too as well, getting a new pair of shoes is a different feeling, man. It's like a, it's like a, you're high on life. Cause you you go when you're younger you go to um, you go to school and you got the flyest kicks on mm-hmm. like there's just just a feeling that you get and even at that I mean I'm not too sure on your childhood but for me there is times where I would get maybe one or two two shoes a whole school year and I mean you had to rock those shoes till the fucking till they're peeling or till they're cracking or whatever mm-hmm. so when you did get the new pair you're like you're flexing. Like that's the easiest way to put it. So, nah, man, I can see how that's uh, that's very, very transcending when going back to uh, a community and giving people or kids the, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just the the luxury of having those type of sneakers. Not too sure what uh, what type of sneakers or it's like sneakers in general, Nikes, Jordans, yeah, sneakers, in sneakers general? in general, all sizes. Yeah, yeah. Um, preferably um, new to like new, cleaned up a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always think so. Back to the, uh, you know, thinking of it as a kid. So I have a twin brother. Oh, damn. <laughs> so so when, when we would get shoes, you know, we would trade or he would wear my shoes one day, I would wear his shoes same one day. Si- I'm assuming kinda, same size, so, right? Yeah. Same size, yeah. So I kind of got into the idea of like keeping my shoes clean in that aspect and then just wanting more and wanting more. Ironically, my brother's not really into shoes as much as I am right now, but he's the one who started the whole shoe thing for me. My dad has shoes, he had, but he wasn't like the big shoe mm-hmm. guy. And but he always brought home some clean shoes. My uncle, he always brought us some clean shoes. He was he was in the military. Well, all my family is in the military, but uh, it was you know growing up in a church environment. You know, learning to give back, always give back, and um, that aspect it 
it really sticks with you honestly it's like you learn to care about people but mm -hmm. you also learn how to do it in your way or find your voice and you know as a kid growing up it's like man i want this shoe i want this shoe but as a twin brother i can we can't just go out yeah. and get so i learned <laughs> I, I that's where i kind of got my hustler spirit you know my um my dad would have us out there cleaning cars little 10 15 dollars each i'm cutting my pastor's grass and i look so like if i was gonna buy a shoe i knew i was like man this is gonna be the one yeah I'm gonna, I, I gotta get this one like this da, 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 da. but yeah no that's that's how that whole sneakerhead mm -hmm. ideology came and just you know working in a shoe store um you see the kids that come in uh you see the kids like when i was in college it's a smaller town. So you see the kids come in, they don't really have much. They see oh, like the yeah. kid, the shoes on the wall. And that's like, you know. You got to go to a different section based off the type of budget that the parents have. I exactly. got you, man. I got you. Exactly. And then, you know, just seeing those kids, bro, like that was one thing. I was like, man, I want to help. I want to help. Mm -hmm. I want to do something that I can, that I can help out in and that I can, you know try to see if I can get my friends to do the same thing if they got the same if they got that mindset or see where they're at with that so it was more so trying to get a collective together to build the brand of Ahario Sneaks and that's basically the foundation of the streetwear is community but also like incorporating culture because mm -hmm. it's like everybody wears shoes well pretty much everybody wears shoes everybody wears sneakers but it's the culture aspect that yeah. makes one shoe flyer than the other yeah you know what i'm saying so that kind of ideology yeah man i just i want to tell a quick quick story i worked at champs uh shit my sophomore year of college i think or maybe my freshman year it was 2016 it was my sophomore year but i did that for six months and it was from march to about september and july to september ish was obviously back to school so the amount of it was on the south side too so it's a little different uh i mean if you know from if you're from the south side of san antonio <laughs> you know the the type of i get i wouldn't even say yeah poverty yeah that, there's there's a ton of poverty on the south side of san antonio so you see these kids with these parents that come in and yeah they can't afford shoes so it's just kind of a sentimental feeling like fuck um there's something that i can do but uh the amount of people that came in during that time was insane to me that's probably the hardest time i've ever worked like mm. i'm sure you can test to it like just going back and forth <laughs> grabbing the shoe trying to keep up with another customer trying yeah. to sell them a fucking uh pair of clothing to like uh upsell. bump up yeah to yeah. upsell like there's so many things <laughs> that come with like, uh buying shoes and uh, obviously I'm not too sure on how it is now, but I know when, um, uh, when I first got there, it was commission based, but then it trying to, it transitioned to, uh, hourly and a little bit of a commission. And so it was a little bit different. It was a weird transition for, uh, I guess champs or other sneaker stores, but mm. yeah, man, it's, it's different when you get into that environment, you, you see these kids and, uh, you see their faces whenever they put on those, um, those Jordans or shit those retros if you had them in stock so yeah. nah man shout out to you because that's a that's a that's a that's a true blessing when you go into a non-profit and you're providing these these kids with these uh these shoes man or sneakers in general but i i <clears throat> excuse me sorry i want to talk about the whole clothing brand non-profit because it's a genius part bro like i've when you said non-profit i wasn't it wasn't clicking on how it actually came about and how it transitioned into the clothing brand but your the, your last kind of segment just taught me i guess whenever you you want to sell a product you're gonna kind of have an emotional side to it not to say that this is what this is how you're doing but you also have a background story of why you're doing what you're doing so then when you go to the clothing brand it's like damn like that's it's, it's a dope situation when it when it's coming from one person and you have all these different brands it, it's a uh, it's just pretty cool to see you, bro. So appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Appreciate that. But um, when did you first? Cause when did you first start the nonprofit? It's been a while. Twenty fifteen. Okay, twenty fifteen. It was. Uh, oh, so that, yeah, that's been a while for yeah, sure. Yeah, winter winter break, twenty fifteen. Yeah, I was about to graduate. And then the uh, the actual 
clothing lifestyle brand? When did that come about? Lifestyle came, it was, it trickled in about like um, 2018. I hadn't called it lifestyle yet. Um, it was still, we were, I was still uh, pushing it as um, I Heart Your Sneaks. Hence why I started lifestyle. So I didn't want, I didn't want the two to be confused yeah, yeah. for one another, but I wanted it to be under the same umbrella, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I know exactly what you're yeah. going to say, my bad. <laughs> no, you good, you good. But uh, the question I was going to ask is when you go into the clothing brand process, the name, the logo, the designs are essentially the hardest part because you want something to, well, I guess in my eyes, I'm, I'm not too sure. I've never started a clothing brand, but when you see things, uh, a product, I mean, a design on a t-shirt, you kind of want to have something uh, catchy or um, I guess eventful to kind of catch the consumer's eye. Mm -hmm. So what was the whole process on that? Trying to figure out what design to use, objects, fonts, because that's all just a whole nother side of actual like graphic design, as you mm -hmm. first said a couple of minutes ago. So how was that whole process? Well, it's still, it, I'm still learning to this day, like how to, I, 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 I will never perfect that, that art, but um, in my mind, it's um, how you tell a story. And I think as an, as an artist, I would consider myself an artist before anything is portraying your story or portraying a story in the simplest way possible. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm mostly connected with brands that, you know, touch on culture, touch on like something that's going on or something that um, I resonate with. If you see a shirt that says like, um, uh, now I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> no, you're good. So I, I know what you mean, though. Like the, uh, if um, a company had like an inspiration or motivation or something that you can connect with, if you're um, like a certain situation that you had going on, I, I know what you mean. Because I, I feel that way too. If a story or not, a, if a brand has a story behind it, um, or if the person that actually is selling the product that has a story behind it, you can feel a connection between what they actually been through and maybe what you've been through. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I see, I see what you mean, and it's. It's it's uh sometimes it's weird whenever you they people that are selling products or I guess maybe influencers or um, just people that have that kind of uh, platform or outlet you kind of see the same situations that uh, you might have gone through and I think that's where the connection comes from so it's just weird the how sometimes we just have the same childhood and it's yeah it's just all crazy and like what seeing like shirts like for me personally I watched hella cartoons i watch hella music videos so i was connected to music and cartoons and all types of different things that kind of formed my adolescent brain as to you know how to structure it. and you know i'm sitting there with a uh, pen and a paper or a crayon or whatever just drawing and sketching and trying to like build something but i i feel the the art the art behind graphic tees is kind of cool because you're, it's somebody's blank canvas for them to just do, to catch your attention or remind you of something. Yeah. And, you know, before I even wanted to do t-shirts, I wanted a way to be like, okay, well, how can I, how can I have a memorable story? How can I like show this? And then, you know, in high school, I used to design backpacks for people. I used to draw on shirts. Me and my brother used to do like, like, crazy different designs yeah. on like shirts with markers and stuff and you know try to sell those started on shoes all that and it was always just like we're artists and we need some form of canvas that you have to you have mm -hmm. to see you have to look at you might not always see my sketch pad in my uh, backpack yeah you might not know that i'm an artist like that but if you see my shirt and you're like oh dope shirt you don't even have to know it's me but if you see like dope shirt that that to me is like that means a lot yeah, because like, I think the, because like I said, I was mentioning off air is like, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, experience and, and knowledge and hard work that goes into these software apps like Photoshop, uh, Illustrator, or any other app that you use to actually uh, design things. It's, uh, there's so many options. Like, I think when I first opened Photoshop um, five or six years ago, it was so intimidating, bro. Like, there's, like, I'm telling, there's, 
it's Photoshop. You can <laughs> you can do anything. Well, not anything, but most things, uh, which is which is wild. And I remember when they, um, I guess when uh, social media started popping off, you would people would refer to Photoshop whenever uh, people would change things in an actual uh, picture. Mm-hmm. So whether if it was like cutting someone out or um, uh, wider somebody buff, yeah, wider yeah. teeth <laughs> or just there's something like that that actually changed your appearance. That's what you refer to as photoshopped. And then it kind of went into this whole thing as far as graphic design whenever. Uh, I, well, I'm sure they they used it before. I'm not too sure on how long ago people or how long Photoshop has been around. But I think yeah. like, if I'm not mistaken, it's been around since like 2001. Oh, shit. But, but don't like, don't quote me on that. But I'm I'm kind of, yeah. I want to say it was like 2001. I, I had this and this is totally off topic, but it's just. A thought in my head. So the thing that I was, uh, that I've said before on the podcast is whenever you're creating or editing videos or audio or anything like that, uh, they have this software mm-hmm. and it's based off coding and programming and things like that. So my question that I asked before is how did that happen? Like in movies in the nineties when like that stuff wasn't available, I used to cut film. They used to cut film and then they would uh, layer it on each other. So like any type of text or any type of like movement or anything like that, it's a separate sheet that they would like paint. Holy shit. You just blew my mind, bro. That's crazy. How do you even know this? <laughs> I'm a film major. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. See, that makes sense. So, okay, that's a good question then. So whenever you, um, so film is your only major? Do you have another like minor or anything like that? Well, so... My full title of my my bachelor's is uh, mass media, okay. but it's a, a concentration in film production. And I got my master's in communication and uh, film production management. That's dope, bro. That is uh, not many people make it to a master's degree. So I know. I, no, I bet, bro. From the stories I've heard from the couple of people that have master's degree, master degrees, uh, it's a lot of fucking writing. Mm. And that's the part where I was terrible at. But yeah, yeah man, the that is super, super interesting because that's a question I've had for years. And even the audio part too as well. Like you go into this audition that I'm using right now, there's uh, like plug and play action and uh, presets and templates and all these other things that like you can use now. Whereas back then it was just a little, oops, not a little, but it was a lot different. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting to actually say that. I'm going to Google this whenever you, whenever I get home because... That right there, which you said was pretty interesting, but that's pretty though, cool. yeah, man. So going into the the actual clothing brand, how providing products to customers, what's kind of been the hardest part? Because I mean, like I said, um, there's a ton of uh, clothing brands out there. So kind of, what was your whole aspect as part as as far as separating like your clothing brand from everybody else? Well, that's, that's that's a multi-layered question, but I'll try to answer it as best as I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the the one thing about, you know, clothing brand and I would say it's maybe the most important is customer service. Starting out, it's kind of hard because you know, you're trying your best to get products to people from like your friends and family and you don't want to let them down. You just want to get them the products. But you got to worry about um, where you're getting your shirts from. Is the quality of the shirt really good? How many washes can it take? Um, how are you printing on your shirts? Like, what what way are you going? Are you sewing? Are you putting things together? Um, where are your labels going to come from? Where are your bags going to come from? Do you have enough printing paper for to send out um, your orders? Um, can you afford to manage your website every month? Yeah. Um, it's like the little things that people don't necessarily like pay attention to, um, especially now with Amazon, you have, you order something from Amazon, you get it that afternoon. <laughs> and then, but as starting out a brand, it's like, well, you have to know a balance or you have to like go through the balance. Mm-hmm. So at first it's like, I was over ordering. I was going to order a hundred shirts. I was just so sure that I was going to sell all 100 shirts sold 12 so i'm stuck with yeah. the stock so i'm like all right i need to switch the game plan up and then uh, i was like well i'm gonna print because i only sold 12 last time i'm gonna print 15 30 people order 
So oh, now shit, you have to yeah. go back and, you know, you can take care of as many orders as you can. And then you also are, are faced with like, all right, if I'm going to ship it, uh, if I'm shipping this shirt here, how am I going to package it? You can do like a bag, you can do a box, but how's it going to keep your attention? Am I going to tell you what's up? Like send like a little letter or whatever. Mm-hmm. How am I going to, what's my marketing material going to look like? And then sending that out. It can go from $3 to $5. Then it goes to, well, how am I going to price the shirt? If I'm paying $12 for everything for that one shirt and I'm selling it for 20 bucks, and then I got to ship it for $5, I made $3. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's a tricky balance that you have to keep up with, especially when you start off by yourself and you're trying to get your name out there and you're trying to do like different things to like show people uh, your brand. And then in that process, you're like, okay, I have this design, this design, this design, and this design. So how are you going to afford to print all those designs in whatever colors? And then how are you going to convince the people to actually buy those? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a nice balance, but it's one of those things that it keeps you on your toes. Some days you're gonna some days you're gonna hit perfectly. You're gonna order 50 shirts and you're gonna sell 50 shirts, or you'll sell 40 and then you're able to like do like a giveaway or something to get more um customers. Yeah. And some days you're gonna order 12 and you're gonna need to you're gonna need to get send out 50. So now you have to manage, okay, now you gotta wait for wherever you're going to source in your shirts from to send them in mm-hmm. and then you got to te- you got to keep in contact with your customer hey look my bad you know I'm still working on getting your order I'm still working on getting your order a lot of like when you start out early it's it's cool but it also feels like you're letting your friends down if you send out something super late but then it's also like they understand cuz yeah, they yeah. know like you're just you trying but then you get to a point where it's like um such and such from Newark New Jersey ordered a shirt three weeks ago where it's at <laughs> yeah yeah you know so um i think the whole idea is to basically keep a balance keep a stock try to like mm-hmm. you learn a lot of those little elements that you need to to like run it yeah man there's a lot of things going on with clothing brands and the thing that uh i want to touch on is amazon changed the game when it came to shipping right i mean they've been around for a, a while now and whenever the two days shipping went mainstream uh, companies were uh, they just had to adjust and they, now they have uh, free two day shipping uh, free shipping in general. Cause there was times where man, uh, when I was in high school, it shipping would be, would just be nowhere um, near as expensive as it is now. Cause I mean, brands are competing with Amazon, which is the biggest, one of the biggest retailers out there right now. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge part. But also, too, is like the the pandemic caused a, a ton of issues when it came to manufacturers and suppliers yeah. with materials and clothing. And I I was um, I was reading a tweet a couple of weeks ago and uh, this clothing brand that I follow was preparing for um, like the holiday season. And I mean, that's two or three months ish away. And that's just to tell you that two or three months they're planning it right now how far back the designs and the the customizations they had to do were probably six months ago mm-hmm. so it's like the you, you got to be kind of ahead whenever it comes to uh i guess clothing brands but that's the part i want to ask you is like how do you figure out what's in style six months from now like what's uh what's kind of a, a way to figure out oh this person is going to like it based off what i have in mind research and and looking at the I don't want to say follow the trends but looking at the trends like and this is something that I I kind of pay attention to as far as like what who is putting out what what major brands are doing what but if you look at a lot of the mid-tier brands a lot of them are using um skulls as uh imagery skulls or skeletons and skulls right now are taking over the game what I've picked up if I've seen everybody's using um, the championship wearings now when they're putting something out. But like noticing like two different brands or three different brands using similar imagery, um, you kind of like write it down and like, okay, well, if I was to do this, how would it look? 
do I want to incorporate that? How would I flood it like that? I know it's trending right now, but pay attention to it like you're following. So are my followers interested in that? I see it, but do my followers see it? Is that something that they like? And then you just reach out and be like, hey, look, I'm working on this design. What, what do you think about this? I, 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 I think I DM like a lot of random people. I'm like, hey, look, I'm working on this. What does this look like? I'm like, oh, that's tight. Or I would change this. I would move this here, da 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 And I take in the research from that. But I also just look at um, things that I don't see as much, but would probably get a shine. So if I see people are doing like the rap tees, right? Like where they have the the grit or the the bling letters and then they'll have like a wrapper or something like that and you know their logo or whatever. I'm like, well, how would I use that but break it down? So I do have like this is uh Adonis Summers team. I made it because I like I listen to a lot of 70s music. So that was one of the inspirations for my summer drop was just um showing love to like artists from the summer but trying not to make it look like it's a rap tee, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I have a Shaka Khan sh- a shirt, and it started out as a rap tee, and I just broke it down to just showing, like, what she represents. That way it's a question grabber. Like, a lot of people know of Shaka Khan, but, like, you would, if you saw a, f- a picture of Shaka Khan, you'd be like, uh. So that's one thing that uh, works into that. Um, but also, I try to, like... I do try to like stick with, you know, how how will this live out in a couple of uh in a couple of months, yeah. in a couple of years? Can I say something that'll live out a little bit uh larger? Yeah, the the interesting part is you reaching out to like your customers, because not a lot of people do that. They just kind of throw shit out there and like <laughs> if it works, it works. If it's not, then you gotta switch it up. But that's super important because you don't see that not um you don't see that a lot nowadays. And I think that's it's it's different because you're you're they're purchasing your product so mm-hmm. you kind of want to see if this is something they're actually uh, willing to purchase or if there's any type of uh like constructive criticism they might get like mm-hmm. you mentioned because i'm sure that if shit if someone reached out to me or if you send me something i'm like i would definitely give you like an honest opinion on saying damn that's dope maybe you should switch the font here or add an image or something like based off mm-hmm. what you're trying to figure out and what you're trying to research. But man, that's huge. If, uh, if you message me and you have a clothing brand, I'm going to give you my opinion. <laughs> that's fucking, that's pretty fucking dope, bro. And especially when you're starting out, cause you want to have, I would feel like you would want to have that customer, um, that kind of relationship between them. You want to know, I think when, if I were to have an opinion on a product or a t-shirt, I'm more willing to buy it because I gave my feedback to it. So that's right. pretty, pretty fucking smart and interesting. But yeah, man, it's just pretty dope to see. But with this, um, like what what other plans do you have for like the whole lifestyle brand? Because how many products do you have like right now where if it's like hoodies, T-shirts, hats? Uh, on the store available, I want to say I have about like 60. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have stock. Um, but I also do like uh, for later uh, prints. I do, I do like a sample or whatever, and I do like a, a print per order. I got so, you. Uh, right now, I carry about like sixty to seventy of of everything. Um, but actually, on uh, Saturday, I'm running a special. I'm running a special right now, so it's still Labor Day. So if you wanna. Um, if you want to shop on the website, you have until Friday. Use Labor Day 30 and you get 30% off your order. <laughs> Just to plug that in there. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I like the trend of using seasons as a way to like, all right, I have this many ideas coming, um, but I want to work on this. But I I only want to work, work on like four or five of those. So uh, I have some stuff coming at the end of the week. And then I have things planned out up until... Uh, Earth Day. Oh, damn. So you're, like I said, you're ahead and there's, that's good. Yeah. Cause I think that's, yeah, man, that comes with a lot of, um, I would assume if you were not ahead in that, in that sense, there would be a lot of issues when it came to that springtime shit. And then again, yeah. the season part, like you don't want to be selling shorts in the fucking winter and like, you'd be, you'd be surprised. A lot of people buy, uh, a lot of people buy their winter stuff 
in the spring and summer and then buy their summer stuff in the winter save on a little bit of cash but you you know that um you show like what you're gonna sell first uh obviously um but you're prepared to like if i know i'm gonna put out like some if I like this bomber, if I know I'm gonna put out a bomber, I'll show it in the summer, like let people see it, uh, I got you. and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get, it. I'm gonna get that, I'm gonna get that then. But I did like those shorts that you have, um, that you kind of like only post it once. I'm gonna just wait till they go on sale or something. Uh, that particularly, that's my audience. My audience, because I, I understand who I am. I'm like, man, I buy stuff on sale. Yeah, I yeah. wait to the sale at the end <laughs> of the year. I wear it next year. I'm not like that. I'm not the. I don't want to stay like fit wise above the above the crowd in yeah, that yeah. manner. I'm like, if it looks dope, I'm gonna wear it. But you know, I try to try to balance that. But I mean, in the same in the, in the same vein, I understand like you know where the I'm not gonna buy no shorts in the winter time. That's a waste of money. Yeah, but I, I, I like saving money. No, like that. That, bro, you make you make perfect sense because I mean, you get to uh, the winter and or. January, February, and that's when the I guess um, summer shit is on sale from the previous year. And it's, it's even crazier now is because uh, obviously the pandemic hit and the inventory as far as like big retailers, uh, I'm assuming have pushed back their actual sales and their type of uh, kind of engagement they're getting from customers. But no, I get what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense because I'm the same way, bro. I, I buy shit on sale all the fucking time. And the type of things that I personally buy is not what, I don't know, like I'm like this fucking t-shirt is from Target and it's like 13 bucks. Like I don't, I don't give a, f- these, these shorts are uh, from Old Navy and they're like 14, 15 bucks. Off. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean, I got easy slides on, that's what yeah. makes the fit work, but right. it's, it's just different. Like I used to be so into, um, I wouldn't say like luxury brands, but just name brand shit. And I was putting on an image that I wasn't really like kind of, I didn't really want to portray. And then it kind of got down to it. Then I started paying bills and I started living on my own. And then you got a budget. (laughs) There's so many things you have to worry about. Mm. And then when it comes to clothes, you're like, ah, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm going to HB, I'm fucking put on whatever. I will say uh, big shouts out to, uh, uh, Urel, I call him Yeezy, but I didn't want to confuse nobody. Big shouts out to Urel, and big shouts out to my boy uh, Daz. Uh, they put me on game just on on the style aspect. Like uh, Urel will go like to a Target or to a thrift and just find something like, oh, this is fire. But it and it's like just the way that you put it together. Um, Daz, he can literally put on anything. And it'll, be, <laughs> it'll be the dopest fit you ever seen. Like, bro, how? I, if bro. I wear that, it's not gonna look the same. <laughs> right, it's, not, it's not gonna have the same yeah, effect. Yeah. But he he always kill it when it comes to that. But that 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 uh, that's also something that I, I pay attention to. It's just the wave that you know where where things move. You see, people are looking at thrifting and going vintage. I will say. I don't think I'll ever buy a vintage shirt for like three hundred dollars. That's not oh, something yeah. I I could see myself ever doing. Yeah, I mean I you know people change, but uh, that's one thing I'm like eh, yeah. nah I can't do it. But I do go to like um, the places that do sell thrift, like Faulty mm-hmm. or uh, I think it's called like ATX Vintage. I, this is a store so. in Austin? No. Well, they have a shop in Austin, but they also have one here. Okay. Uh, they, Ironically, they're like around the corner from each other. Um, but they sell vintage. And mm-hmm. like I shop there. like I'll get some dope pieces. I got a Betty Boop shirt for like, I think like 25 bucks. But it's one of my favorite pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have somebody make something for me. Like I'll get a regular shirt and I'll have somebody make something for me. Um, I shop with the homies all the time. I always... I always shop with the homies as much as I can. Um, but just seeing what they have in their inventory and then fitting it with something that I can find yeah. for $5. I'm distressing, a, a, I think it was like a $15 jean jacket I got from Target right now. I've been setting it in the sun so I can sun bleach. Oh, damn, you're doing it yourself? <laughs> yeah. That's what's up, bro. 
Yeah. So, yeah. but like, you know, making something your own, that's basically the idea of the brand. It's just yeah. like, how can you put something together? Yeah. My whole thing is just not, not caring what other people think or about what you're wearing. And I think you gotta, you gotta wear shit, whatever you feel like wearing with confidence. Cause I don't know, it's, it's weird for me whenever I go out on places, uh, and like you see these people and it's just like, man, you could be saving so much money if you didn't care about what other people think. <laughs> you could save so much damn money. But I mean, that's that's none of my business. I try not to pay too much attention for that. That's yeah. too much fucking energy for me. But uh, the whole situation with, um, I guess, putting a fit together is, is because uh, I mean, you can have different things from different retailers uh, and like they can just be... For instance, like I'm, I'm a basic t-shirt kind of guy. Like I've sometimes I don't even minimum to like no logos on it, and just the type of material kind of just attracts me. Like the softer, mm-hmm. the better. Um, I'm, I'm that, and then I kind of lean towards the actual heavy cotton type ish things. Like I like that that uh, heavy cotton over large mm-hmm. type fit, and it's it's just it's different. But the when it comes to I guess picking your fit or how do I, how do I ask this? Do you imagine people's fit whenever you make designs? I don't know if that's yeah. a weird question. <laughs> no, like, it's hey, not. Like, Hey, I can put this t-shirt with these shorts uh, that you're selling. Is that something you kind of go through? Yeah. So, um, if I'm out right, and I try not to travel, right, I try not to go out as much, but like, if I'm out, I'll be like, okay, I got a shirt that'll go, with those jeans uh-huh. i like to distress on that so not even your own clothing just what other people are kind of yeah wearing. i got you okay. yeah like i could I, if you tweak this that'd be dope or that graphic tee would look tight if it said this or something like that you know i like the fit of it and then i'll go research to see like where to I, i'm i'm the weird guy in the club i'm like hey bro can i see your collar real quick <laughs> <laughs> where'd you get that where'd yeah, you get yeah, that yeah. shirt from that's that's dope i like the fit i'd like Touching people's shirts and stuff. Don't want to give it a host. Like, do like touch it, <laughs> uh, touching people's shirts and Hilarious. stuff, and yeah. like filling the like materials and just um, seeing like how to source. I've been, I think, I email um, starter, like the starter jacket people. I think I email starter like every week. I've been that's if I could have a collab with any brand, it would be starter and Converse. That's like, what this. Uh, bomber reminds me of bro when I first saw it. That was is a, it, is that, that was the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I why, why starter though? Because I mean, it's one of those brands that um, I mean, you don't really see it around. But the only thing I can, well, yeah, why starter, bro? <laughs> well, I I I fuck with starter personally because it's black owned, but it's like a um, cultural. It, it it's a placement in the culture the way that they have um their bombers their hats i remember somebody tried to bring starter hats back and who was it snapbacks back who said that uh tiger yeah yeah like I just remember that era. the way that the hats um just their shirts um you know just how how they how they fit and you know imagining all right the way that we style things now with skinny jeans or like high waters or whatever how we put those together. I know I could make something fly. Yeah. What, uh, when you say reaching out or communicating with starter, what exactly, like who you were talking to and what's the conversation look like? I send, I send hella code emails. Um, they have a, I ended up following one of their, one of, um, I guess I don't want to call him a PR guy. Um, but I'll see. So my research starts with, I'll see a campaign and then somebody will tag, like starter in there. I either go to the website and find like um, contact us or uh, I'll find like the friends of a friend of a friend of a friend who knows that person. (laughs) (laughs) And I either DM them or I'll get like an email or something. LinkedIn is also a good way to like try to like get collabs and get business and stuff like that. Um, But just a code, a code email. Hey, this is my name. This is my brand. This is how much like relevance I am in this area. I would definitely love to do like a collaboration or some type of project where I can use your uh, material as a canvas or a source 
to build off of and sell like a pop-up shop and just have you as a co uh, collaborator it'll be dope for the city it'll be dope for you know whatever area this is what this is my contact number blah 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 something like that mm-hmm. and you know it's hit or miss but you know you get better at it over time of trying to like do those connections but is that is that something that you have in the works right now because when you say like communicating with with starters is that something that you kind of it's on it's it's not something that has come to fruition yet that's gotcha, what gotcha. I'll, I'll, I'll play i'll put it that way it's not something that has come out yeah yeah yet. starter doesn't even sell their like blank tees so like that's even if <laughs> yeah, yeah. even if i was like you i'm gonna just i'm gonna just use yeah. them <laughs> i'll just use that yeah what's uh Man, Ron put me on to this website and maybe you can you can tell me where you search up. They have like a little search bar. And you search up um like you can basically put in information and you can like get uh these people's emails from like Nike or something like that. Uh fuck, I, I don't remember the actual name. But that's what you kind of reminded me of is like there's this website where you can like put in a, like some information in a search bar and then like these people's uh, emails from Nike, from from Gucci, from different kind of brands. I I personally don't know um, LinkedIn. Well, LinkedIn. If you're really really serious about getting in contact with somebody, LinkedIn yeah, yeah. is an extremely helpful resource. If you have a LinkedIn Pro account, you can actually reach out to those people and get their email and contact them that way once they see like the business or the linkedin pro Mm -hmm. you know a lot of the conversations go a little bit better um i have a funny story yeah Um, go for it (laughs) um my first year of grad school i was like getting my organization together and we were really trying to like just do something big so um i ended up reaching out to Nike to see to see if I can get like uh, a tour of the campus. I was like, look, I got an organization. It's about like eight or nine of us. We just want to, you know, we're a nonprofit. This is what we do. We're college organization, da, da, da. I gave them the spill. I'm like, this is what we want to do. Tried to, um, I sent them, I sent them an email. Didn't get a response back for like three months. But mind you, we're just like, I'm, telling everybody in the organization i'm like yeah we're gonna go we're gonna go to the nike campus we're about we're working on getting funding we're having fundraisers and stuff like that to buy our plane tickets and all that like we're doing the work we're putting in the work i'm one of those just like even if something doesn't happen put in the work to it and then it's not gonna it's never gonna be for not like if that falls through we can use that to do something else so um, I had contacted Nike, I had contacted Adidas, I had contacted uh, the Converse uh, uh, headquarters in Boston, even though they are Nike. Uh, I had contacted New Balance. I contacted like all the, I mean, all of them, doing the, putting, like just asking. Mm-hmm. Um, it came, it was coming close to our day to go, or it was about like maybe four months in advance. And so I reached out to my professor. I was like, hey, look, I'm this is not shaking. I need a way to get there. And she was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this, you can try to do it like this, but, you know, and she just gave me, like, the proof email and stuff like that, how to send, like, um, uh, a, a letter with a letterhead and just, like, the how to contact somebody of that stature. Yeah. Even that didn't work ironically it was i don't know how i don't know how this happened i honestly don't but one of our members um in our organization he was a waiter mind you we're my my college is in san angelo okay um he was a waiter and while he was waiting he was wearing one of our uh shirts and he started chopping it up with this lady um about the organization what we do all this da 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 she was like, my daughter works at Nike. I think she would really like to talk to y'all. Gave him, gave him the card or gave him um, our card or gave him her card, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hit me up all excited. He was like, dog, dog, da-da-da-da, reach out. First thing I did, email him, emailed him. And they were like, yeah, you know, it's cool. Come on. And so couple of days after that 
I had gotten a letter from uh, Nike, uh, but it was basically this was before I had even found out about um, the lady. My brother, they had sent the letter to my brother instead of me, and he had had it for like three months. And he was like, <laughs> "Hey, dog, do you let this? This was in your in my mailbox." And I'm like, "Bro!" And it was all rained on, and it was like. So they had told you yes, or what was what the letter said? It said hell no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, but how they how they worded it was like, I mean, you can't um, meet anybody in here, but you, I mean, the the campus is free to walk. Just walk and look and see everything. Mm-hmm. You know, just pull up. So time comes, get on the flight. We go to uh, we go to Portland. And we ended up driving from there to Beaverton mm-hmm. uh, to walk the campus. We get to the gate. The, we're like, um, we're here to meet uh, X Y. And he was like, um, uh, you got to be on some type of list or something. Or- well, yeah, he was like, they have to call somebody has to call him up. Call call him up, and they was like, well, no, just go park, man. Like, it's, I mean. Don't worry about it. Just go park. Like, cause we were like, we're in a minivan. We all have like our yo sneak stuff on. We got pack, our care yeah, packages yeah. and stuff. So uh we we go park and I'm like, bro, I'm I'm like the 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 mom. I'm like, bro, please don't embarrass me dog. <laughs> like don't ask just, for you nothing. Know what <laughs> we come over here, like, bro, don't don't embarrass me, bro. So we're like walking around the campus. It's so dope. It's like a like it's crazy. They got this big ass um football or soccer field mm-hmm. and they just let the ducks just like walk on. It's it's That's crazy, cool. yeah. Got a track. So um we're about 30 minutes into there. We're like, well, we're looking for so and so. We end up going to her office. Um, because my my thought process was we have uh merchandise for our organization. Just give them a letter of what we do, um, just show love and pretty mm-hmm. much a thank you. We um, go to her office uh, and we meet her boss and her boss was like, oh, well, she's not here, but I mean, do you want to come back or I can give it to her? I was like, nah, we'll just come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to personally get <laughs> Right. So as we were coming, as we were coming back to the, uh, as we were coming back to the, uh, to the gate, um, we stopped, I stopped at this, uh, I stopped at this, um, I think it's like a shrine to Michael Jordan. It's like right when you walk in, it's like all Michael Jordan stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of one of my uh, members comes up, like one of the little homies, like one of my brothers, one of the little homies. He comes up, he's like, Doc, stop what you're doing. Let's go. And I'm like, ah, I, I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk out, like he's like in a panic and I'm like, ah. But smartly i'm I, I tell him i'm like look we're about to go to nike's campus don't wear no adidas don't wear no adidas stuff don't wear no if you're gonna wear something wear nike and wear our stuff like yeah. you know that's yeah. it so he sees somebody i forgot what shoe they had popular shoe it was a super it was this was mind you this was right before um the very first uh off-white like Jordans that came out like maybe like three or four months before the off-white Jordans come out and before that remember everybody was killing why would they do this to Jordan ones why would that yeah, like, it was just killing yeah. it was going crazy on the internet so we get there and um we meet I'm if I'm not mistaken it was like the uh the district manager of like operations or something like that Basically, the head honcho he works with like everybody, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, he told me y'all got an organization. Let me hear what y'all got. What are y'all pitching?" Never pitched a meeting in my life before. Oh shit! Never like, I'm I'm like I'm sitting here I'm like, bro, I've never done nothing like this before. I just mm-hmm. got the homies with me. I'm like, all right, bet. Plug in the TV. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring up our website and I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what we do. Like. He's like, well, y'all got five minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. Da da da. da telling him about this thing. Da da da. I tell him what um what I'm studying, like my dissertation, like um, everything. Like, 
within the ideals of Nike. Like I'm just yeah, getting butted yeah, yeah. up. His, his assistant kept coming in and was like, um, you're about you're about to miss your appointment. You're about to miss him. He was like, nah, give me like 10 more minutes. Give me like 10 more minutes. So I'm telling him, I'm like explaining everything, like how our organization works, what we do, why it's important, but then also mirroring it with the idea of storytelling throughout Nike. And I'll start breaking down. I'm like, watch, the Off-White Shoe is about to do crazy numbers because it's getting bashed, but it's a, it's using like the designers and mm-hmm. like how the, the story is being developed out. And I'm talking to him about it. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, well... What do you guys want? I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's that, that's my question too. <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, and I'm just at that point, I'm just like speechless, and I'm like, man, I want to work with you guys in some and um, some vicinity, you know? Like he was like, oh well, let's work something out, blah blah blah, and he like gave every single one of us a pair of shoes, and we dipped out, and it was crazy because like. We got that. We walking out like all glowing and shit. Yeah. And like get back to the car. We all hype. Um, we're like, well, we still gotta come back up here tomorrow, but we don't wanna be like no bugaboos or nothing or nothing. Oh, because you, know you gotta saying? meet the lady that you yeah. yeah, okay, okay. So we're like, oh f- fuck it, let's do it. Let's come back, bro. Like just come back, dress similar, but you know, yeah. try to switch it up. Come back. The guy actually sees us, waves us on, he already knew who he was, walk back there. Still not there. So at this point, it's about, it's Friday. So it's about to be the end of the work week. So I was like, well, uh, I'll just, you know, give this to you to give to her, but just let it, let her know it's from us. She took a picture of us and all this shit. She was like, hey, um, the employee store is up the street. Y'all want passes? I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was like, yes, what the fuck? Of course we do. <laughs> so got Damn. the passes. And it was just like, from that, we built like, all right, man, if we work together, as long as we're professional, as long as we, you know, get the work done, mm-hmm. things fall into place the way that they're supposed to. And from that, I was like, man, I had to write like, so running an organization at a, at a school or college or whatever, anytime you're, you're traveled out, you have to like, Right, basically what happened, kind of like keep up with everything. Yeah, and yeah. So like I'm right, I'm like, we got to see this, da 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 da. And they were like, Do you guys want to talk at the school? I was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, No, I'm good on yeah, that. Yeah. But it was like this idea, like in a cab on common. So like now they yeah, do yeah. like different things all the time. So but with the impression that the core value of that was just like, you know, we're gonna uh, help our community and then we're going to worry about ourselves later but we're going to coincide the yeah. two like make sure that we're good make sure that the community's good and just be like that uh, that balance of you know trying to put things together that's a wild story bro yeah, I, I, that's a yeah that's definitely one to tell for for a long long time but no I, the biggest thing is just the falling in line part I think when you have an organization um, and you have these members that are doing for a good cause and trying to relay a message, it will. And I think that's just comes with life in general, like not even towards your organization, but just when you do things right and you have the right intentions and you give a message, um, like a really thoughtful, encouraging message uh, and just trying to be helpful, I think it will fall in line, bro. So that's as as crazy to hear, it's it's a it's amazing to actually see that it all kind of the way a situation played out, and I guess the experience that y'all experienced was fucking dope because you didn't Super even. Fire. I think you were saying beginning of the actual story, like you didn't even you were preparing for this, but you haven't you didn't get a word until the homie hit you up saying that uh, he was waiting for somebody um, at his at his at the restaurant or at his job. So yeah. that is wild, so fucking wild, but um. Shit, bro, we uh we coming to the end of this. Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say before we head up out of here? Yeah, um, can I get like two minutes? Because I don't know how this is gonna. No, I'll take your time. Okay, bro. so the way that um my company works, uh, Yo Sneaks, is I pr- I, I I try to do a little bit of everything, branding, marketing, and all that jazz. Um, but I also put on events. 
um, I try to put on events as a way um, to connect different different ideals or connect different places or different parts of the community and just to do some dope shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually having a uh, spelling bee, uh, a adult spelling bee coming up next month on the 9th. Um, I thought it was a super dope idea, but it's also to celebrate um, our 2000 self. Gotcha. But I, I just want a few people to show up, show love. We're going to have things there, um, but it's going to be super, super cool because um, people can't spell. Yeah. And that's going to be the best part about it. <laughs> yeah, so, bro. That, that that's was uh, pretty much all I got. <laughs> bro, adult spelling bee. Is there going to be like alcohol and stuff like that? Oh. Hell yeah. yeah, that's hilarious, bro. Yeah. yeah, people can't spell for shit. Like restaurant, I can't. I've, that's probably the <laughs> one word that I. That you get it's that. Take everybody out. Yeah, yeah. That is that is wild. So October 9th, right? October 9th. It's gonna be um at Espuelas. Okay. Um, off of I want to say it's Austin Street. Yeah, just uh, text me the address, bro. I put yeah. it in the description. Uh, I'll relay the message too as well. But um, yeah, man, it was dope to have you on. It was dope to pick your brain about your clothing brand. You threw me off with the actual nonprofit organization, <laughs> and that kind of just took it into a whirlwind with all these questions that I had um, just built up over the conversation. So pretty dope to see. Again, man, like I was saying in the beginning of this actual podcast conversation, you juggling, multitasking, all these opportunities, and you're only one person is is a dope thing to see, bro. Like that's, like I'm telling you, a lot, a lot of people have that, and if people do have that, they uh they burn out very very quickly because the mental capacity that it takes on is a is a is is a ton of work. But um, mm-hmm. man, I like again appreciate you coming by. The, Always, man. This uh, if you ever want to come back, bro, and just kind of promote anything, feel free to hit me up, bro. We'll for get sure, you. For we'll, sure. we'll get you back on this actual uh, kind of podcast platform. But man, I will link all his uh, information down below. Website nonprofit, the spelling, <laughs> adult spelling me going on uh, <laughs> next month on October 9th. Um, make October sure 10th, my phone. Oh, it's October 10th, but October I'll send that information. Yeah, yeah, October 10th. But um, if this does, if this goes live um, Friday or before Friday, then what's today? Wednesday. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Labor Day sale on his website. So again, uh, make sure to hit that up. But um, yeah, man. Episode 55. Oh man. Got a, yeah, yo sneaks in the building. So, um, yeah, we out here, guys.